What's good, people? And welcome back to another amazing episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, as always, got your host here, Sherm Obed, in the building. Uh, what's good with you, man? How you been, man? Happy Happy Thanksgiving again. You're in the aftermath of all the tryptophan. I hope it's worn off for you. I tell you, I am. Uh, I'm in a stupor. I'm in a stupor. It was. I don't know if I could take part in competitive food eating, but I tried. <laughs> this past weekend after i promise you i tried yeah uh, okay how was, your, okay. how was your holiday you know uh holiday was good man you kind of just chilled out uh had some good some decent food i uh, had some baked ham which was dope uh had some uh cornbread some macaroni and cheese and my cornbread. <laughs> you know gonna eat that cornbread <laughs> you're gonna find out why they call you jiggling <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's good but uh you know it was a nice time just chilled out at the crib you know watch some football of course of course you a know a lot of football this weekend if you liked football football this was a football weekend mm, thursday football we had the first ever black friday nfl game you know some dope college games which we'll talk about hey, here in a second. Um, Amazon, Amazon playing checkers, uh, playing chess, excuse me. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, if you guys aren't going to open stores and do Black Friday, you could just jump online and watch Black Friday and shop Black Friday. Yeah, facts, facts. You copped you cop any Black Friday sales? I did not. The You mean the Black Friday's MSRPs? Uh, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I did not, sir. I did not. It's a hustle. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard hustle. It's a hard hustle to make people think they're getting a deal. And really, you're just buying what it costs at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah i didn't you know it's crazy, it's crazy because i remember the back in the days of the actual black friday deals you had to like wake up at like three o'clock in the morning and go to the stores where it actually went on sale at black friday like 7 a.m yeah my mother was a g for that to just go out there just wait and be like okay we're going to we're going to the Tom mills mall mm-hmm. and we're going to be at the mall the doors aren't going to open yet and this was a line no. a line of people all Yo, the way around I, I, back in the day i remember being online like best by like six o'clock in the morning for like a brand new tv when the tv yep. was like 50 percent off. only 300 of them you gotta be one of the first ones and you have to want to be the first one you have to get a ticket they started handing out tickets because people yep. just bum rush the doors yep. and junk mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yo i remember back in the day back in new york actually i remember like old school this, this brings me back this actually takes me backward to like shows my age with toys r us yo when and i remember some dude actually or some some lady got killed because when the toys r us doors opened people bum rushed the door and she got they got trampled trampled. Mm -hmm, you know because it was crazy people would be feeding out for these toys for the kids you know for christmas and it was nuts and now it's like those days then they started doing it okay you know, now, yeah. you know, they started bringing it to like, all right, we're going to open the doors at midnight. So you go at midnight, you know, whatever. Right. Then they started doing it. All right, we're going to open on Thanksgiving Day. So you can start shopping early. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, all right, just put it, put that junk online like the week, the week of and be done with right. it. So there's right. no, that whole excitement of that craziness is definitely yeah. gone because literally on like the Sunday or Monday of Thanksgiving, you could just hop online. And just buy it and do all the same deals. You know, 100%. What I mean? you know, you know 100%. there was no need to go to the stores anymore. You know what I'm saying? And brick and mortars were dying because of stuff like that. It it's kind of crazy to think of how much our our world changed from the things that like we relied on, right? Like mm-hmm. when are we gonna be the first one on? I mean, you know, we always used to be walking around with quarters in our pockets because there was no cell phones. Facts, pay phones. Oof, got them. That was you know, that was the life. But my goodness, uh, will we ever see that kind of hoopla again? I mean, maybe nah, for some maybe for some J's. Yeah, Jay's is still probably the only like really like crazy like the like, camp out, you know. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. yeah, sne- the sneaky game is still going strong. But even now you got all the online stuff, if you know everything like that too. But still the sneaker game is definitely going strong. But so anyway, let's get into it, man. Uh, I'm gonna start off with some college football. We definitely had a solid, solid weekend of college football that took place. Two biggest games, of course, was well the one first was the game. Ohio State, Michigan in the big house. The Wolverines getting that victory 30 to 24 um, over the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes. Now, obviously, Michigan's now undefeated. They're going to go to the Big Ten championship game. I'm, I don't know if Michigan is actually still the better team, even though they won. No doubt. They won without Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines. I get it. But I really felt all year that Ohio State was a better team. It's really the way they run the football. You know, again, J.J. McCarthy didn't have to be amazing. You know, granted, he, he threw 16 of, of – like, completed 16 of 20 passes for 148 yards and one touchdown. But it's the run game, dude. Again, running the football down your throat. 39 rushes total as a team, 156 yards. This is what Michigan's been doing. That's what they did to Penn State a few weeks ago, and I talked about it, where J.J. McCarthy only threw, like, 
seven passes the whole damn game. It's insane. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So this is what they do. They just consistently run the football well. Yeah. Time and of possession. Time of possession teams will always win. Yes. Because mm-hmm. if we keep the ball, you know, you can't make as many plays as us. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly what it is. They're they're basically they are essentially playing defense while playing offense. It's amazing. It's beautiful when it happens, but it's a dedication to the concept of running the ball and mm-hmm. running hard, which a lot of people don't do because there is this predisposition for lighting up the scoreboard and throwing all over the place and want to make big plays when mm-hmm. you play sound fundamental football. This is, this is, they could have done this in 1997. Mm. They, they could have done this in 2012 mm. run ran all over them, probably gotten up to like 200 plus yards and had the quarterback only throw like 10 times, yeah. you know, um, it was dominant. It was dominant. Yeah. It was a good one. I don't know now, obviously with Ohio state losing their shot at the college football playoff, is I wouldn't say it's out the door completely, but you know that's the door is kind of almost almost shut. But it's not completely lost. All not all hope is lost. They still have a chance. Right. Uh, it depends what happens in these conference championship games, including in, in the uh, SEC with Bama. Bama had a, a wild ending to their game, Iron Bowl game against Auburn. Did you see the oh, Jalen Miller throwing sorry. that pass on? on it was what fourth and goal from? what was it like to 26 or something yard line or whatever it was. It was insane. Just crushing the hearts of Tigers fans all around the world. It, that was a, a wild, wild ending, you know, to that game. Um, literally fourth and goal within yeah. like four seconds left on the clock. It was, it was insane. Um, throwing that touchdown pass. I don't know if he's going to be a Heisman candidate or not, but he was talking about it afterwards. He's telling me, Oh, give me that Heisman. Give me that Heisman, which is kind of, eh, kind of cringe like yo dude this is a team game don't get i get it you played all yeah. you played but still you know to be able and it's weird it, it does it does it take you talking to yourself like that to make you hype enough to go get that to go achieve that he does have five touchdowns uh versus ap top 25 opponents uh to which an individual like jj mccarthy only has one this year so right. mm-hmm. you know monroe is out there balling doing yeah. doing his part yeah so now we've got our cha- our conference championship games um Obviously, the Power Five is really low. All that really matters, you know, Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten, ACC, and Big 12. Obviously, so we've, you know, with the rankings right now, you've got Georgia at one, Michigan at two, Washington at three, and Florida State at four. A lot of people are surprised Florida State jumped to four because of their injury, because the injury to uh, uh, their quarterback, he's out for the year. Happened, oh, uh, so, uh, my Coleman. gosh. No. Why, why is his name eluding me? uh i forget jordan jordan travis jordan travis, jordan that's travis he's out for the year so people were just when it was like all right if florida state goes in to the college football playoff they're gonna get trounced by whoever let's say let's say it's georgia as of right now because look what happened last year when tcu went up against jordan in the national championship in the game i lost saw that lo- happening lo- lost, like I, they, did we expect that to happen is that what no, really we expected the tcu to lose but not like that you're correct, correct. Yeah. no one expected them to lose 50 million to nothing <laughs> right right <laughs> you know I me mean? i get it yeah. but do you want to suspect florida state team without their number one player and quarterback going up against a, a team like georgia in a potential college football playoff matchup and get where another team could actually put up a competitive game do you want to see the best teams go at it now anything can happen because look at dude appalachian state beat michigan years back so anything can happen you never know who knows the Georgia team can suffer a bunch of injuries in the first quarter and Florida state comes out and wins. You never know. But a lot yeah. of people are arguing that the you old know, Florida state might not uh, be worthy of it because they just, because they don't have their quarter, but, but let's start off with the sec championship. Yeah. Can I say one thing about Florida state though? Yeah. You remind me of the senior year of Trevor Lawrence or his last year, I should say, because I think he might've been a junior when he left for the NFL. Uh, um, yes. And so his last season, they were playing like, you know, Warford, you know, Brant, no name team. There was a terrible schedule. They still made it far. Um, or no, the, what, what bowl game did they play in? I don't think he played in the, they didn't play in the NC, uh, excuse me, in the championship game. Um, that, they, but, Trevor Lawrence won a, won, a, won a title. He won a, yeah, they won a national championship in his, his freshman year. What's his second year? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I can't say he played the hardest schedule. If Florida State has not played the hardest schedule, I think they will handle their business and take care of Louisville. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I think I made a comment that Florida State could try to sneak in there just because they look like they had a little talent. They can make some plays. Uh, you say suspect. 
I say, you know, give them a chance in a game and see what happens. But yes, I would agree with you. We want to have the best teams in there. And we agreed that uh, Michigan needs to keep winning. Ohio State could be that team to mm-hmm. suffer a loss late in the season and still find a way to sneak their way in or put together a resume good enough to for in consideration. Because, yes, we would like to have a team like that play in the postseason versus sometimes teams like Florida State. But I fully support Florida State's bid to be there because they mat- they passed the prerequisite, right? Mm-hmm. They did like uh, Isaiah Thomas. They had the the credentials, the requirements to be selected. I don't know, man. It's it's good. All right. So it depends on a lot. Obviously, if Michigan wins, they beat Iowa. They're the Big Ten championship. They're in for sure, which we all right. expect them to beat Iowa. Okay. So, right. Absolutely. Um, Oregon, Washington, these two teams played each other earlier in the year. Washington won that game. So if Washington beats them again, they're in. Okay. Now it's really the one in four teams. Georgia beats Bama. Obviously, Georgia's in. Okay. Then you have four. Is it going to be Florida State if they beat Louisville staying in? Or will somebody like, let's say, Texas, who wins the Big 12, who even beat Alabama, will jump up, you know, move up to number four? That's the, but the, the biggest question mark Such of all, the biggest thing to me is the SEC title. If Bama beats Georgia, can you really leave Alabama out of the national championship game where they just beat their powerhouse Georgia team, the two-time defending national champions in the SEC title game? It's Can about you the leave- quality of the win. What does that look like? What does that look like? Did they steal a game at the end? Was it a fluke play or was it a dominant the, win? Okay, and they randomly still, lost at the end. I don't if, know. Like it's just, if Bama beats Georgia, you tell me Bama doesn't deserve to go to the, the playoff. Does Georgia? I, I don't think Bama deserves to be any higher than they are right now. Quite frankly, no, I don't if think they win after if, if they if they if, win this game and if mm-hmm. they win this game. How, I mean, but based on the rest of the landscape, jumping from eight to four, we have a lot of stake on what Ohio State's going to. But being do. the number one team in the country and Georgia again, the two-time defending national champion. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to argue against that. But remember, Oregon and Washington, one of them is going to lose. So that's a spot that's going to, that can be taken out. Remember that. True. Okay. So three, three spots to jump, but are they jumping over Oregon who might win that game? We think that the strength of beating the number one team this late is that strong. Like looking at the quality of your entire year and who you've played and how Mm -hmm. you've played. And we can say you caught the best team at the end and we feel like that makes you mm-hmm. that good but it's alabama they lost this texas. Is not, texas is not a bad team <laughs> they're, in, they're in the big 12 title you know what i mean baseball championship it's alabama i don't i i can't see it as okay let me okay so so if georgia loses to alabama and you're saying alabama deserve doesn't deserve to be in does georgia deserve to be in with a loss to alabama i can't see how how i think that you how far are you going to drop the number one team who's been number one for so many weeks after they lose at the end? You so, not, no ma- you're, so they're the number four team. That's, that's how I saying. look at so it. So no matter what, if Georgia wins or loses, they're in the college ball playoff. 100%. Right? Okay, 100%. fair enough. Yeah. I don't mind that if they lose to Bama, they're still in. Okay. Yeah. So you, so, have, so you got Georgia. Like, yeah. You got Michigan will probably bump up to number one. Georgia's at four. Wow, that's a hell of a matchup. Georgia-Michigan in the first playoff? Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And again, the only way that they can punish Har- the Harbaugh and Michigan is that they have to lose. So they're going to put the hardest thing right in front of them that they have to win. Mm-hmm. If they can beat Georgia, that proves they're a, a solid team. Um, right. Then who do you got left? You said the winner of the Pac-12, obviously they're getting in. Whoever that winner is, it's whether it's Washington or Oregon. Let's say, yeah. let's just say it's Washington. Boom, they go up. They go up to number two. Yeah. Who do you put at three? Do you put Pama? Do you put Florida State? Or do you put Texas? Florida State wins their game. Florida State. They wouldn't. They're not moving down. Everybody, there's too many teams that mm-hmm. could potentially win their matchup mm-hmm. for Alabama to beat one team and leap all of the other winners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every, If anything, it's a conga line. Everybody's going to take a step forward. Nobody's getting left. Nobody's getting left. There's too much. The way things are going to break down. I don't, just like you said, the same thing as, hey, you beat a two-time winner. Well, that's a hiccup. Yeah. If you're dominant, that's a hiccup. So, so why you can't go to the show? So you're saying that the top 
four teams we have right now will remain the top four teams just in a different order as long as they um, as long as they uh, win out. as long as they went out other than yes. georgia because you're saying if georgia loses they're still in if georgia loses yeah georgia's the only one georgia okay. could lose be at four and be at four but michigan moves up to one washington up to three up to two and, and yeah. florida state up to three and then so basically just georgia just moves down to the to the fourth spot and everybody else stays yeah. in okay it's a reshuffle yeah i i, I honestly feel the committee they, they you know they love sec teams mm-hmm. i feel if georgia loses Georgia and Bama could be in. I just I'm not saying it's it's right or I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's a it's a possibility we have to consider with the committee picking these teams because you know they love the SEC. The SEC is the best conference in you know in college in college football. It has been for a, a long long time. It's pick them. You know, You're making it a pick them. This is the this is the board saying, hey, what do we want to see this year? Because mm-hmm. this is what happens. Why this is why you got to expand it? You got too many good teams. Yeah, and that's why they're going to expand it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, this is why I say you can't just rely on you know a couple schools because you're you're basically saying that it, you know not all schools matter. You know what I mean? You know not all not all conferences conferences matter because you know teams in you know the like, other these uh, kind of like Midwest conference you know the you know things like that they're just they don't get the love they don't get the shine the mid american conference thing like that they can go the mountain west conference excuse me not even say mid but the mountain west conference they can go undefeated every single year and they're not even going to be near the top four right and it's not fair but let's say in the sunbelt conference i talked about appalachian state earlier if appalachian state goes undefeated they're not getting that shot at national championship game no no that's my where i think and now we're going to move on after this. I think you have to at least allow the conference championships an opportunity. Unlike how we, I talked about a couple of weeks ago about the NFL, there are mm. too many teams in the in the in college football to just not do that. Whereas the NFL, you have limited teams, you know who's better and who's not. In college football, there's always an upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the thing. You have to allow these school these teams an opportunity because a team, let's say from the mount, let's say Boise State goes undefeated. Or, or Utah State goes undefeated. Mm. You're not going to be ranked near the top four. Somebody's going to try to put an expose and be like, well, you remember Urban Meyer's Utah rosters and all those years and those guys mm. can really play and all these players that came but, out of there. But you're essentially, at that point. but they're essentially saying, you know what? Uh, Bowling Green, whatever you do, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Right, you're not, right. you don't, you're, you don't, you're not going to play for the national championship this year. Hey, so if they can the, get kids to go out there and play for NIL. But money. what's the but what's the point of even playing the games? If you're telling them basically they have no shot of getting to the national championship, what's even the point? That's why I think that you have to allow at least of the conference, all conference winners. Well, I think believe there's ten of them. Let them be the top ten teams, and then have two and have two um, at at at, uh, at large bids. Yeah. That's what it should be. You have to allow something because it's just not fair to all the especially to these kids who are there for a limited amount of time and want to actually win a championship. That's playing just, a game, a playing game would be kind of crazy because I couldn't imagine playing an extra football game. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's move on to the NFL a bit. Let's do a little quick week eleven recap. Let's start off with the uh, Thanksgiving game, Green Bay at Detroit. Packers coming out with that dub over the Lions, twenty nine to twenty two. Ridiculous. Uh, we, we said it before we got on the air. Uh, we talked about Jordan Love. He's playing well, man. You may think he's garbage, but he's playing well. That's all I'm saying. He, you know, look at this game. 268, three scores, zero interceptions, okay? He is playing for a guy in his first year starting. He's doing things. From where, look at the Packers from where they started and where they are now. He is playing good football. Um, and well, this is a solid win. Over it is over a wood over a previous two loss Detroit team. Would you yeah, agree? You, you think about Detroit, you think this is a team that is going to play well at home often. They're in a dome. What's what's keeping you from being successful with the air conditioning? Um, <laughs> you know, and Brian Branch out there doing his best work. I I thought this was a great matchup for them, but you know, as you said, 268, 
three touchdowns, zero interceptions after another clean clean, uh, clean sheet, 322, two interceptions the week before that. Mm-hmm. Then he had, uh, this guy took 40 attempts in, his, in their loss to uh, Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Put up another 289 there. Did have the two picks, but has been clean of, of late. All right, he's, he's out here playing the game. I'm, I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. The Chargers defense isn't anything to be scared of. I'm glad he made some plays. You know, the Chargers are going to charger. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they, they're not great against the pass rush, but I guess they're not worried about Aiden Hutchinson in Detroit. Um, cause, uh, you know, this is a solid division win, but who'd have thought they'd split with the, uh, the Packers this year. Right. Right. And Jordan Love, he's what he's top 15 in passing yards. He's like, he's top 10 in passing touchdowns. So Durbin, is- how, ba- how bad has quarterback play been in the NFL this year? You've, you, you think the quarterback play is terrible this year? then not only has it been poor individuals are also injured. So, you know, I think, ha- yes, the injuries are so, paramount. Look at Aaron Rodgers, the first damn game at first, the first four plays of the season gone. Right. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins. Yeah. Uh, who else? Jimmy Kirk, Garoppolo. Uh, you know, just so many, so many injuries. Deshaun Watson out now. Carr got hurt early. Daniel Jones, Jones out for you. Joe Burrow. All right. But look at the guys who are doing more. Look at Tua. Look at Dak. Look at Jalen Hurts. Look at Josh Allen. Look at Mahomes, of course. Brock Purdy. There are some. There are some quarterbacks and, who are just and those guys. Would, those guys would all be on the list, plus the guys who are injured. And then Joe, my my man Jordan Love, might not be as high as the number that he's at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and graciously, he's putting up numbers. Right, he's putting. I can't. I can't take that away from him with the competition that he's playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, he doesn't have great efficiency stats. We'll see. He just needs to keep it going. I think. What has changed is they've added Jaden Reed. Uh, the addition of him has been night and day. Christian Watson, I don't know what is going on with that guy, but he needs to get back <laughs> on track. It is a work touchdown last game, so good for him. But, uh, you know, they've been – it seems that he just is a little – maybe it's the, the the hamstring. I don't know. Maybe he's still, still coming back from it, even though he spent a lot of time. I think he was on IR for a bit. Um, yeah, they made some plays. We'll see what happens next week. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Are the Lions though still a, ch- a chance, possibly making the NFC Championship game, or I mean, even making the getting a number one seed? I mean, now they're two games behind Philly. Philly's got a big matchup this weekend, but what do you think the Lions shot as really going deep in the postseason? I don't really see a shot for them uh, taking that number one seed. That's okay. for sure. I think they're going to be uh, playing at least. They'll be hosting, but they'll be playing. Um, hmm. I mean, they have a very favorable schedule with only one real bad matchup with the Cowboys, right? Um, just really hard to have a good – the benefit to them is that they're in a dome. Um, so I – we'll see if Dobbs uh, benefits from the return of Justin Jefferson. But this is still a team that should be formidable in the postseason if uh, OC Bobby Johnson can come through with a great game plan and they keep this together. Maybe they can actually take some points. I don't understand why you got to go out there and go for it on fourth down every single time. You know, it doesn't help that uh, their kicker Patterson missed an extra point early, uh, but to not get any field goal attempts, you know, I mean, is there I know that there's a they have a efficiency rating for this of like, well, what should you do? Should you go for it on fourth or should you, you mm-hmm. know, and they always say that the numbers say the stats say go for right. it. And Dan Campbell is not shy about going it on four, going for it on fourth down. That's for sure. Right. And well, what's the morale loss on going through a drive and not coming up with any points. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you take Very a couple true. pick kicks. At least you can like start digging your way out of the hole. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. They, okay. They'll be in the postseason. I think they've got a good shot. They got a good runway to start and build momentum this year. Yeah. Um, another game I wanted to talk about was the Browns and Broncos game. Um, Broncos winning their fifth straight after starting the season one and five. They're now six and five on the year. Russell Wilson is playing good football. He doesn't need to be that all-star kind of all-pro player. He won Super Bowl winning quarterback he once was. He plays play. He's doing what he needs to do when it is needed. He is playing well. You know, he's doing he's 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 effective on first and second down, but he's more even efficient on third down. That's what they're asking him to do. Go out there, you run the football, be methodical, you know, first and second down and convert these third downs when you need you to when they need you to do so. And that's what he that's what he is doing. 
And that's why the Broncos are getting back to playing winning football. The defense is a lot better. Remember, this is a defense that gave up 70 damn points to Miami earlier in the year. And now the defense is playing a lot better. But Russell Wilson, again, his numbers are five times as better as what they were last year. Terrible last year. And he's already surpassed his numbers in passing touchdowns. You know what I mean? So he's doing what is necessary. They're not asking him to do much. And Sean Payton, you know, these guys, but he's being effective with the ball, not making too many careless mistakes and they're winning football games. That's all it is. Yeah. I think you're seeing it get back to basics uh, with him and the old ball coach. Uh, I, I, Sean Payton, you know, obviously a meticulous guy on the offensive side, works for a number of years with uh, many great quarterbacks uh, between Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers. And I just think that he has taken Russell and said, okay, I can work with this. If you just stay on the train, stay, trust the process, and you can make plays, you'll win. This is no different than Drew Brees, who just slowly was starting mm-hmm. to just win and win and win mm-hmm. and seeing mm-hmm. the field differently and playing with the weapons a lot differently, uh, being able to control games, not just manage the game. Uh, now, I would say if this is a learning year and we get a year two of these two together, I would be intrigued to see what that would look like mm-hmm. when they start to let the leash go a little bit more, mm-hmm. have some extra weapons there, an older Marvin Mims, an older Jerry Judy, uh, maybe maybe an older Cortland Sutton, because I do believe that Cortland Sutton might get moved because uh, he's starting to play a lot better this year as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but is. to a credit, I mean, it's, he's playing well. You have to give him that. They're not asking him to do a lot. He's not thrown for over 200 yards most weeks. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. It's their brand of football. Javante Williams, a comeback success story. Thank goodness he looks like himself. Again, they're giving him way more work. Uh, we all had some concerns when they signed some Ajay P. Ryan that uh, maybe Javante Williams' rehab wasn't going well, but he, he looks spry. He looks good out there, 18 for 65 this game. Uh, but, you know, I think he still had a couple of catches or, excuse me, three reception for six yards. So, you know, they're, they're mixing up his plate. They're giving him an opportunity to play all over the place, um, which, you know, to to i'll say one thing russell wilson had 11 carries in this game Mm. you know and it it, it, a rushing touchdown to add on top of that that you think this is what he was doing in his career though running the right i don't have have a problem with him running the ball right but it's now that we've stabilized the passing mechanism of it it opens up the lanes again for you to be able to make those runs that you were used to be able to make because they knew that when you drop back you could find the holes in the spaces. You could hit the crosses, the slants. You could get the out routes. You could make, you could orchestrate yeah. the offense. And then they have to trust that you're a passing threat. And I think we're starting to see people trust that Russ is a passing threat. No, that's, that's a fair point for sure. Especially you talked about you know, the run game and open, opening it up for sure. And like I said, I don't mind him running the ball at all. He can, he can still do that at some points. He's not a, right. he's not a complete right. statue in, in the pocket, mm-hmm. which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side with the Browns, you know, they fell short. Uh, they still have a, but I think, I think a stronghold on that division. I think they'll get, they'll probably win that division being that you no know, Burroughs gone with the Bengals and Pittsburgh's offense is just terrible. Actually, no, I'm, I'm sorry. The Baltimore will probably win that division, but I think the Browns still still have a shot at making the playoffs. You know, even though they're at without their quarterback, Deshaun Watson, um, the defense, giving up 29 points to the Broncos. Oh, it's, oh, that's a little disappointing. I will say. Pagazi, I called it after they got blown out by Baltimore, and people were talking about this is a historic defense. Then there is, a, then they were like, "Oh, look at the the pace they're going on." And if you go and look at it, yes, I think that the defensive player of the year is going to be Miles Garrett, and it probably should be. Mm-hmm. But they beat the Bengals early. Joe Burrow is not himself. Uh, they lose to the Steelers, a team that we know with Matt Canada had no offense. They just finally ha- had over 400 yards of offense it, since they got rid of Matt Canada, and they hadn't had over 400 yards of offense before. He uh, since after Matt Canada became the uh, OC and uh, Ben Loughlisberger retired. Mm-hmm. Then you've got uh, what's that guy from the the Tennessee Titans, um, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, they got blown out by Lamar. At this point, I'm like, people were calling them historic. I'm like, you haven't played anybody. Lost to the Niners. Lost to the Colts. That was... Uh, uh, no, Cleveland beat Minshew. the Niners. Cleveland beat the Niners. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. They beat the Niners. But, they beat the Colts. Um, but that but was a game where I think where guys got hurt for the Niners. Trent but Williams. Still. They didn't have Debo Samuel. Um, and then they didn't have Jared Rich- uh, Sheldon Richardson. Anthony Richardson. 
But Gardner Minshew goes out here and dishes out 38 on him. Like, mm-hmm. I have to me, that felt like this team's been suspect all year. And we're just going to see how it plays out. But I got Houston having a good game against them. Uh, the Jaguars have to have a good game against them. Uh, and the Jets, if this is an iteration of the Jets, that's going to be featuring a stay in the pocket from shotgun uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, definitely is going to cook up the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, the last game I wanted to talk about probably the game of the week. Oh, bad. In my eyes, the Philadelphia Buffalo game, even though my bills lost, I mean, I kind of predicted Philadelphia. We, I think we both picked We picked Philadelphia mm-hmm. to win this one, you know, especially being at home. I yeah. will say this. You remember how in week one, when bills lost to the jets and we said Josh Allen lost that game for them. Yeah. Josh Allen did not lose this game for the bills. Josh Allen played lights out. Josh Allen was spectacular. He was probably the best player in football this past weekend. And Jalen Hurts is right. If Josh Allen was 1A, Jalen Hurts is 1B, okay? Um, But this this was a team that knew exactly what they needed to do, was doing well, but just came up a couple plays short. Josh Allen was amazing. The only one bad thing I'll say about this this game, Josh Allen, mistake that he made – was in that was in overtime on that third down where he didn't throw the ball to, correctly to Gabe Davis. I don't know if it was Gabe Davis's fault. Fault he was in. It was a, I believe it was an option route. You yeah. know when yeah. and Josh Allen was a misguided pass. He had to settle for the field goal and obviously you know the Philadelphia got the ball back went downfield and Jalen Hurts spread it in for a score. But I like to think if it was Stephon Diggs running that route, they probably connect. You know. This speaks to me kind of the inconsistency of Gabe Davis. I don't know, but he did have a nice catch earlier in the game for a touchdown. But Josh Allen played phenomenal football in this game. This was not on him. This is a defense, you know, again, the Bills were up 17-7 at the half. You let Philadelphia come back. Again, the defense is struggling. No no all-pro Matt Milano, no Tredavious White, no Daquan Jones. Yeah. You know, Von, who knows if Von Miller's really healthy. Von Miller's got some other issues going on. Now. I was about to say, has Von Miller turned himself in yet? <laughs> Come on, yeah, football is the problem with Von Miller. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's I, a tough hill to climb. That's hard to overcome, especially against the offense that you know can do whatever they want. They and you know, there's no slouches on that side of the ball. They got 14 carries and 80 yards out of uh, DeAndre Swift, and you didn't really see him for most of the game. They uh, uncorked him in the third round, and they. Mm-hmm. Third quarter, mm-hmm. uh, you can throw the ball seven times to Devonta Smith and get 106 yards and a touchdown out of him in the rain. You know what I mean? But, and we don't and re- the thing is, Jalen Hurts only had like 33 yards passing in the first half. Right. He wasn't. They don't it. even have Dallas Goddard out here for this right now. You know what I mean? Like this is why I say this was not on Josh Allen. People want to criticize him so much about the, the interceptions. I get it, but this yeah. loss was not on Josh Allen. We only had one interception. I mean, I, the, the the culmination of the interceptions can't come to haunt him in this one game. Each game has to be treated in its unto itself. We mm-hmm. can't say, oh, Jordan Love has had in, in, uh, consecutive games where he's had zero interceptions. And then just like, okay, the two interception game, he doesn't have an interception problem anymore. There are going to be games where they throw interceptions. This is a big game. If you threw a game uh, interception in this game, I'm not mad at you. Tom Brady would throw an interception in this game. You know what I mean? So I I would be remiss i still feel like the buffalo bills are in it there's a chance with the way the schedule breaks out that these guys own the control their own narrative they just have to keep trying to win games but it's gonna be hard to do without having von miller out there have not having a a defense that's depleted uh and trying to just do it all through one guy yeah and even the the one interception that josh allen did throw like james bradbury he like it was a great play on it it was a great yeah i mean come on he He ran stefan diggs's route and stefan diggs is very good yeah i mean i don't like that was a spectacular intercept. Like I said, Stefan Davis was hit on, on, on the, uh, I think it was on the, on the curl route uh, or the, on the out route and Badbury just jumped, timed it right. so perfectly. It's that like ball never like, got to Stefan Diggs. It was amazing. It was a great play. And Diggs was right there too. Yeah. You know what I mean, so yeah. it, that wasn't that blatant of a, a bad, like a bad throw by Josh Allen. No, know? no, not at all. Not so at, that's why not I say, yeah. even though he, yes, it, it, it's an interception. Yes. But it wasn't right. crazy. Like, oh my God, some, right. some, some of those interceptions, you're like, oh, what are you doing? But right. that wasn't right. a bad, bad play. Right. That's why I say Allen was amazing in this game, but yet the Bills still lost. This is a just a team loss. You know what I mean? The um, time of possession. The time of possession is insane. Buffalo had 505 full, uh, uh, all-purpose yards. They owned the ball for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's... it's what, had the time of possession over 500 yards... 
I believe they won the turnover margin, and yet they still lost the game. This is why I say it's not on Josh Allen. You can't. Yeah. You can't. The offense did what you expect the offense to do. The offense, and this is why I didn't like that they got rid of uh, Ken Dorsey as offensive coordinator. Mm. You, you, the offense is still scoring points. You don't have any defense. That isn't the offense's fault. It's that not. isn't the offensive it's coordinator's not. fault. It's not at all. You know what I mean? And that's why I say, you know, I think this was the first time in NFL history where a team had that many yards, yeah. one had the time to possession, won the turnover market, and still lost the game. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Philadelphia just found ways to win, especially Jalen Hurts. To me, he's probably the most clutch player in football right now, Jalen Hurts, right? Um, you know, it's hard for me to disagree with that. I mean, you, you, there will always be Patrick Mahomes, but a hobbled at that not not 100 jalen hurts right now is putting this entire city on his back and taking mm-hmm. him for a ride with a brace on um wow you know, it's, it's it's amazing to see what he's doing and like you said he only had 33 uh, yards in the first half uh 18 of 31 200 yards three touchdowns one of which was on us uh on the ground uh excuse me two of which were on the ground because he got the you know, three uh, passing and two running he had so he had five touchdowns me, total. five touchdowns jeez yeah yeah, dude. This you know this was the first this game. This was the first game in NFL history where opposing players had multiple passing and multiple rushing touchdowns. That's right. Oh wow. First man. game in NFL history that's ever happened. This I mean, something. These two scoreboard. quarterbacks played lights yeah. out football. This was just a good, good football game to watch. Yeah. And in the rain, mind you, they did all this. The it was just downpouring the oh, entire sloppy. time. Yeah, these guys earned you know. it. They earned it. Yeah, I gotta say, and kudos to the to the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, getting this getting this win. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen with the Bills, and let me quick question. And I had this on. Can Josh Allen be an MVP MVP candidate, even with the you know, let's say a five hundred record right now? I already I already thought he was. Do they? What is their record without him? <laughs> Imagine, especially with a depleted defense. Now, he's keeping them in these games. Who's coming out here for who's coming out here for the Bills and throwing 51 times and rushing for two touchdowns? Nobody. Exactly. Nobody. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. But it, it was a it was a solid, solid game for sure. Um quickly before we get into our you right, you mad segment, I want to talk about Carolina for a bit. They fired their head coach Frank Wright uh this past weekend after going one and eleven to start the year. It's it's bad in Carolina. It this is. is the second, I think the second consecutive season they fired a coach mid-season I did you not did you see the owner giving an interview talking no. about their their they're fully confident in Bryce Young but meanwhile he was saying it was a question about CJ Stroud some people may have wanted Stroud but they have to reiterate how confident they are in Bryce Young I feel like this Carolina organization is troublesome I'm not saying it's trash or anything like that but i feel like there is trouble brewing within carolina um i don't know the i don't know the ins and outs of this organization but i feel like it's just a bad luck and they started their their one in ten not one in eleven just yet i'm sure they probably will be <laughs> soon enough you yeah know I mean? you know what i mean but uh it's just and frank wright you know didn't do the best of jobs but this is a Team consistent uh, or consisting of a lot of solid veteran players, but maybe it is the coaching where they're just not putting things together. You know, you've got a running back, a solid running back in Miles Sanders, you know, Chubba, Chuba, Chubba Hubbard, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark Jr., Hayden Hurst. You know, these are decent players. I don't think they should be one in 10. They should have at least five wins on the year. And to the fact that they're one in 10, to me, it maybe it is to speak to the coaching, but and if you're you're questioning your your uh, your choices at draft picks, then maybe that's on ownership too. Maybe because if they feel a certain way, they need to reiterate those things, those things to the GM, to the head coach, and things like that. There isn't. There's. I would agree with you. There isn't synergy in communication. What it feels like to me is the owner, David Tepper, is a financial stocks guy. And when a stock looks like it's going down, he sells and then he takes the tax cut on the loss. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's just going to take the tax cut on the loss. If Frank Reich is going to go through mitigation and try to get another job as quickly as possible. Um, but David Tepper is all about dumping and trying something new. 
you have to have guys in there long enough to set a consistency for what they want to do and give it a chance to be what it's going to be. And so like, I'll be honest with you. I don't think Frank Frank is that guy. I really don't. Um, I think he's a retread coach. I think he is living off of success that he had on the back of Peyton Manning. I look at him and I feel like he's Charlie Weiss, you know? Um, and so, uh, I think they did need a refresh, a reset, somebody that could come in there and make something happen. Um, who that person is, I don't know. Um, you're not going to find him tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, Greg Olson, maybe. <laughs> they, they get him out there. Hey, you know, he's doing well. I think he's doing a pretty good job in the booth. <laughs> so from being being in the booth to being Jeff Saturday on the sidelines. Okay. <laughs> Got him. Facts, right? Facts. Yeah. yeah. But Carolina's just a mess. They're just a terrible team. Um, other news, the Arizona Cardinals released tight end Zach Ertz. I believe he, they noted that he asked to be cut from the team. Yeah. I think he can still ball, man. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I think he can still ball. I was surprised that he went to Arizona the first place in Philadelphia. Yeah. I was like, ugh, bad, bad place to end up. Um, you know, he's he's older. He's, he's 35 years old. He had a good run in Philly, you know, they, and they've locked in a good one there in Dallas Goddard. Where where could he where could he go around to actually help a, a solid team and you know possibly win a championship? So I'll say that I thought it was a good look for him to go to Arizona when he did, even though it was Cliff Kingsbury. He's a tight end. Tight ends are always friendly for the quarterback. They were trying to bring the quarterback along, give him some easy passes. And at the time when he came in, he was a lightning rod uh, for all, like the first 10, 11 games that he played before he got injured. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I'll give him credit for that. Uh, and I know that he's still got some game in him. But that being said, where could he go and make a difference right now? Um, I mean, he could go to uh, Green Bay. I know that with uh, the rookie uh, tight end, uh, Luke Musgrave, Luke Musgrave. Being, on I, being on IR, they could definitely use some sturdy hands. He's way better than Tyler Kraft right now, or Tucker Kraft right now. Um, you know, I think there's something to be said about him going to Washington. I know that they have a backup tight end, but... Uh, I, I think he wants to go somewhere he can win. He's not winning in Green Bay. He's not winning in Washington right now. San Francisco is not expecting him to show up. He could go to uh, – he's not winning. In, in, I think of going to a place with a good enough quarterback that he could win with. He's not going to Dallas with that. You know, there's mm -hmm. no real – they're not going to take him. The, the Kincaid is enough for any team. Uh, That's so Buffalo. He's not going, Buffalo, you know, Buffalo. He's not going. You know, so it's like where, where do you go? There aren't, there aren't winning spots open that are looking for a tight end unless he works somehow with the Chiefs and he's a backup because of the Chiefs Miami. just need pass catchers. Miami. Darren Smythe, they like Durham Smythe, but yeah, if he went there, he could absolutely be a start over Durham that, Smythe. That, that's why I said that. And and now and going to and going to a place like Miami, Arizona, similar kind of warm weather, fair weather state. You know what I mean? Okay, better taxes. Better taxes. Yep. You know what I mean? So and obviously Miami's in the playoff hunt. They're probably going to win their division. So that's I I think Miami could could be a landing spot for Zach Ertz. Um, like I said, I don't think he's going. To, he's not going to Philly. You know what? Philly. Dallas Goddard is hurt. He's got a, got a mile, a hairline Could he fracture. He go back home. Remember Philadelphia? Yeah, the four you have in this forum. Wow. Back to Philly, I mean, the same team that drafted him. He played for what eight years with them or whatever it the was. The same team that replaced him with the guy who's yeah. on IR and like so. What does that happen when the guy from IR is coming back? He says he wants to play again. He was out. Uh, what's it called? Passing run, catches recently. Okay, run run twelve pass. run twelve personnel. I have two tight ends out there at all times. You know what I mean? Why why not? It's a veteran guy who can rely on when Dallas Goddard is double right. covered, you know, dump some passes right. into him. It's just like, wh why not? You know, and you can get him on the yeah. cheap, you know? Yeah, it's true. So I'd say Miami is a possibility, and I say Philadelphia is a possibility for Dallas Goddard. Because you can, those are two places. Or Zachary's, Zachary's, sorry. Yeah, Zachary's. Yep, Zachary's, yeah, excuse me, yeah. Zachary's. Yep, yep. Um, oh, bet. let's get to our next segment. You write, you mad. Got a bit of a bold statement or... I don't know if it's too bold, but uh, it's something that I believe in. You tell me if I'm right or crazy. Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert should request a trade from Los Angeles, or he'll be end up being the next Philip Rivers. And by that, I mean great quarterback, great stats, good arm, but never accomplish and win anything. Sherman, I'm going to say that you're a little mad, but you're a little right because <laughs> – you're mad because he's already Philip Rivers as soon as he signed that first contract. And that first contract for like mm. 
seven years or something like that mm. eight years something like that and again mm. i can't remember the numbers we'll have to go to sport track and see what see what those numbers are um but uh justin uh herbert is probably going to have problems out west now when they change the quarterback and they decide that they're going to do different things with the offense because i know they're going to uh, not the quarterback when they change the head coach because i know they're not going to move on to the future with brandon staley no uh, he's sure. not the answer no. um and they see Herbert signed a five-year, $262.5 million contract this offseason. Right. So he's already dying in the wool. He'll be there for many bad seasons to come, just mm-hmm. like Phillip Rivers. Uh, right. Um, now, staying back in, when he gets a chance to resign, does he resign? I think is a different question. And I think he d- shouldn't request a trade. I'm sure he'll have a no-trade clause as part of his contract. But I can absolutely he, see he him. He can wave it. Right. He could look and see that there's other people there because we don't have that many more years of uh, of uh, Keenan Allen left. What would this mm-hmm. team look like? What would the offense look like if Keenan Allen wasn't there? Oh, oh my goodness. You know. Do you know oh, – let me give you this quick stat. Do you know since since the Chargers draft, drafted Justin Herbert in 2020, they are their record is 30 and 30. In those 60 games, the Chargers have scored 1,508 points. Do you know how many points they've given up? 1,507. They are a middle-of-the-road mediocre team. The numbers don't lie. The numbers are right there. This is why I say Justin will be like just like Philip Rivers. He Justin Herbert is he is Justin is Herbert is a dude. You know, you see, you guys, yeah. you need a dude, you need someone yeah. out there who could just ball out and do yeah. certain things. You trust exactly get consistent. Yeah. Yes, Justin Herbert is that guy. You put Justin Herbert, let's say in Kansas City. Let's say in Miami. Let's say in Philly. He. Oh my God. They're, they're, oh my God. Balling out. Balling. Just he dropping won't... dimes into Tyree Kill would be amazing. Oh, oh my. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why. But being in LA, especially with a apparently defensive coordinator who, who's who's has the highest payroll on defenses in, in the entire football league, but one of the worst defenses in the league this season, and who are who are not winning games. They let the nepotism get to his head. You know, this is why I say that. So, but Sherman, I have a question for you. Mike Evans is a first ballot Hall of Famer. You right, you man. Um, Obed, I'm going to say you right. He is a guy who is absolutely consistent, you know, consistently putting up a thousand yard seasons every single year. His 10th, I believe, they will be next year. This is his ninth. When was he? When did he get drafted? 2014. Um, he was drafted. Mike Evans was four. Yeah, I think it was first round 2000. Yeah, I think it was 2014 out of Texas A&M. And he, he played with uh, he played with Johnny Manziel, didn't he? Right. He, he did. Played, he did. Yeah. yeah. So I think this is what. Yeah. So this is tenth year. He's had over a year. He's had over a thousand yards every single year. Thousand yards. That's crazy. Excuse me. Ten thousand yards in ten years. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I think in the lowest year, I think he had just over, he had a thousand and one in 2017. <laughs> so he just barely made it. Um, <laughs> I, I want I a, I want a fantasy football championship with, uh, Mike Evans as my third wide receiver, uh, in 20, 2014, just because I was like, if Johnny Manziel, who I know isn't good, can throw to this guy, this guy's good. And Josh <laughs> McCown came off of the, Josh McCown was teaching, uh, high school math or something and no. came in for the bucks and was just slinging it to him. I love it. Love it. Yeah, man. Uh, Mike Evans. Yeah. I think he is with the numbers he's going to continue to put up. Um, how old is Mike? He's what, 30? Okay, so he's got a solid three to three to five more years left. So he's only 30 years old. <laughs> oh, he's only 30 years old. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would say you're right, Obed. I would say you're right. Um, let's get into our week 12 picks, uh, Obed. Or is it week 12 or are we on week 13? Week 13. Week 13. Week 13. Man. We made it. We made it. Yeah. Already? Yeah, dude, right? Yeah. Oh my god, it's it's that's just crazy. Week 13. Damn. All right. I'm yeah, you know, you know it's coming. Playoffs. <laughs> Play all right. It's yeah, we're getting we're getting there, man. We're we're getting there for show. Um, let's get into the picks. Oh bad. We didn't do too bad last week. I oh, went I went 12 and 4. You went 10 and 6. Okay, all right, getting in there. Um, first off, Thursday night football, which is tonight, actually. Seattle and Dallas, Dallas all the way. Dak Look, I got a, I got a, I got a question for you. You right, you Matt. If Dak Prescott plays another month of football like he has played the past month, Dak Prescott could be MVP. You know what? I didn't want to go there. I just wanted to go and get statistics 
that Jacob Sanderson of Pro Football Focus uh, said, excuse me, stated, Jacob Sanderson is an analyst who said, Pro Football Focus has tracked big-time throws and turnover-worthy plays by quarterbacks since 2005. Only two quarterbacks have finished highest in big-time throw rate and lowest in turnover-worthy play rate in the same season with a minimum of 200 dropbacks. The first quarterback is 2016 Tom Brady. The second quarterback, 2009 Phillip Rivers. Quarterback number three is Dak Prescott. Mm. Quarter, quarter, Dak Prescott is playing MVP-worthy football. Sherman, you right. And yeah, it he, is it, it's kind of wild to think. And he's mm. gonna about to come out here and put a torching on Seattle. Oh, yeah. Um, a Seattle team who's probably going to be without Kenneth Walker tonight. Yep. Pretty sure. And um, Geno Smith with the elbow injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dak has been straight balling. Thank goodness he's on my fantasy team. Uh, <laughs> I think I drafted him like the seventh or eighth round, which is crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's, he's a top five QB in fantasy right now. So, yeah. yeah. Loving that one for sure. Uh, Indianapolis. You're going Dallas, right? For sure. I'm yeah. going Dallas, yeah. yeah. Indianapolis at Tennessee. I want to say Indy, but I don't know why. I'm going to pick Tennessee simply because they're at home. That's literally yeah. it. Yeah. That's all, that's all reason I want to pick Tennessee. You know, it was it was always hard for me to pick Indy late in the season as the dome team that pumps in crowd noise going outdoors. Um, this could be a game where they get beat up. And something about I – just, I just don't – Shaq Leonard is no longer – on the uh, on the defense so mm-hmm. you imagine mm-hmm. that's going to open up holes for what needs what has been a very struggling derrick henry uh, i think i think derrick henry has broken down i think i think we've seen the uh mm-hmm. he's not he's not the same Shaq leonard answer. did visit i think philadelphia and he could be visiting dallas so that's tomorrow imagine oh my god stop either either one other one i they already have chase young over at the niners i'm sure they could use another guy no uh, stop for it. one Come on. a one-year rental a one-year <laughs> rental make the, the the niners of the 90s oh uh and so, yeah uh and so i kind of want to pick tennessee but they're just their offense is just not good yeah well, couldn't yeah. indianapolis has suspect corners and now they're missing a, D, a, a linebacker um and um jonathan taylor's out zach moss is going to be they start running back all right i'm gonna pick tennessee <laughs> all right talk to you into it okay yeah. all right yeah. all right i had wanted to go indianapolis because i was like josh john's coming along they have a more pass centric offense if they pass their way into into points against a mid-tiered tennessee defense they can at least control the pace of the game you know we would it would have to be a herculean effort from king henry but he hasn't been running well at all all year so yeah. i'm like yeah all right the los angeles Chargers at your new england patriots oh bad the Patriots are bad. The Patriots Char- need to be bad. This is the smartest thing they've done all year. Just continue losing, get a high draft pick. Continue losing. Make uh, it look good for the cameras, guys. <laughs> Charges all the way. Of course. Right. Detroit at New Orleans. Detroit bounces back from that tough loss against Green Bay on Thanksgiving, I think. And I guess it gets the dub here in New Orleans. Yeah, it benefits them that they're in a dome again. I think we got to see a little bit more from that offense. They, they can't go in there and have like four turnovers like they did with uh 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 jared goof so um <laughs> go ahead and uh pencil this one for detroit atlanta at the new york jets your jets got some good news this week today i think it was aaron Rodgers was back at practice obed okay. less than three months from a complete tear of, it, of an achilles and he's back moving around it this is insane aaron Rodgers is a different kind of animal um i mean I think, w- I, terrell suggs did it in like five okay you know that again three and a half months so that he can just stand and shotgun back there and get rid of the ball. You know, this is not him doing any, I don't, I don't think she'd even come back. The jets, they're probably not going to be a playoff contention. Even if they are, they're going to get trounced. Right. You know what I mean? Blitz them every time. Blitz them every time. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly why you're going to risk it. You're going to risk it. There's no reason for it. Let him just, yo, just chill out. It's, It's amazing that you're able to possibly even consider coming back this year. Let yeah. him just show up to 2024 and be ready for next season. I'm done with yeah. that. But in the, anyway, I'm, I'm going to go with the Jets being there at home. And I think that motivation with Aaron Rodgers there, I'm just going to go with the Jets in this one. As a Pats fan, it's hard, it hurts me not to pick the Pats, but I'm always going to root against New York. So let's go with that. <laughs> uh, Arizona at Pittsburgh. Arizona looks terrible. Pittsburgh offense looks better without Matt Canada. So I'm going to go with the Steelers. I'm absolutely taking the, uh, the Steelers in this one. It's unfortunate. I wanted to get the... Um, 
uh what's it called the james connor revenge game narrative but this mm. is going to be a pittsburgh win they finally scored they finally accumulated over 400 yards of offense after not accumulating over over 400 yards of offense every single game that matt canada was the oc after ben roethlisberger left it is startling mm. miami at washington Easily picking Miami here. There's wow. Who's picking Washington? Stop. Yeah, literally. Denver at Houston. I could either I could go either way in this one, dude. Um, CJ Stroud probably gonna be rookie of the year. Yeah. But I'm gonna go even though it's in Houston. I almost right. picked Houston, but I'm gonna go Denver. I think the, the defense. I think Denver's defense is better than Houston's defense. I I think Denver's defense is better than Houston's defense, but I think Denver's offense can't keep up with what Houston's offense can do. Fair enough. I think it, I think there's more weapons and a quarterback. I don't think uh, uh, Russell Wilson is going to make the plays that uh, Justin Stroud could make. In, CJ, in CJ Stroud? Assuming CJ Stroud could make in this game that need to be made. I don't think we're going to see huge moon balls from Russell Wilson. I don't think we're going to see you know, strikes uh, in the, you know, medium part of the, excuse me, secondary part of the of the field. I just think those levels are going to be attacked by the quarterback from Houston, and those could end up being the things that make plays for him. Now, that's all dependent on what the offense looks like. Uh, uh, Damian Pierce just seems to be a ghost. Thank goodness that they have uh, 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 Devin Singletary uh, of mm. former Buffalo fame. Um Dalton Schultz being out though does kind of concern me and Denver is on a hot streak right now. Houston took a real bad beat last week. I thought they had a shot, honestly, but I guess that mm-hmm. was yeah. not the case. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Denver. I'm gonna go with Denver. <laughs> uh, you to change again. All right. All right. Yeah. Follow we'll the path. That works out. We'll, we'll see how it works. I mean, it's it is hard knowing that the outlet isn't there because they've been able to get like a hundred yard games, two touchdown games out of Dalton Schultz. You know, he was on a decent uh playing streak there for a while. They're having the return of guys like Noah Brown who are out because of injury, Nico Collins because we were out because of injury. It's not just Tank Dell, and that helps open up Tank Dell. And Tank Dell can do it all. How good is Tank Dell, bro? Tank oh. Dell is amazing. I mean, just, you know, Patrick Mahomes, they call Patrick Mahomes and they ask him what he thinks about uh, Clyde Edwards-Elair. He says, I like him. Clyde Edwards-Elair is terrible. Tank Dell tells CJ Stroud, yo, tell him to go get me. CJ Stroud tells him to go get him and they go get him. Wow. The kid, the kid double dipped. He's cemented. CJ Stroud is already cemented in Houston history because mm-hmm. he's like, me and him could do this all day like red and meth. This so, rookie to rookie combo is amazing. Yeah. This might be one of the best ones we've seen in a long time. Yep. Uh Carolina at Tampa Bay. Gonna go Tampa Bay, obviously. Can we talked about Carolina before? They're terrible. Yeah. I don't know what and they're it, about to look right. like. Right. Dude, Bryce Young, he's, uh, he just he looks like he doesn't know how to play football. Sorry. I don't think he's learning how to play football. A lot of times I feel like, you know, he maybe he bought into the system and the system is trash. That's, right. that's probably why. Well, maybe that's why they got rid of Frank Wright. You know, I mean, so, it seems like he's. But now it's going to take the rest of this year and a whole another offseason get to get used to a new system once again. You know what I mean? Will they find yeah. the, Will they find the right guy? I don't know. But I'm taking Tampa Bay in this one. Of course, yeah. Cleveland at the Los Angeles Rams. Got to go, L.A. Uh, Cleveland, as we know, doesn't have their. They don't have their QB. Talked about them before. Uh, I'm gonna. I gotta go with the Rams. Don't know what you're doing with Dorian Thompson Robinson in this one. I'm going to go with the Rams. Yep. Uh, probably the biggest game of this weekend, Obed, San Francisco at Philadelphia. Once again, the only face off the NFC Championship game last year, albeit San Francisco didn't have a quarterback in that mm-hmm. game. Uh, I got to say for San Francisco, if if I still think all in a, in a whole – San Francisco is the most is the most complete team in the NFL offensively, defensively at every single position. Even the offensive line is solid at San Fran. There's nothing in Philadelphia's no offensive line is nothing to joke about either. Right. But if or San Francisco, line, yeah. yeah, or defensive line, especially now, which we talked Chase Young, you know, yeah. if San Francisco wins this game and beats Philly in Philadelphia, there'll still be one game behind them. To me, San Francisco is the best team in the NFL. Even Philadelphia will have a better record. 
you don't so, find i mean you guys already don't think that philadelphia is the best team after my you right you mad from uh, a couple weeks ago so uh, right now i they are obviously they, they have the best record in football so they are you know technically speaking yeah. they're the best team but even so they're 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 going to go with it. They're obviously going to go deep in the playoffs. Let's just, let's go, let's say it's good. Philadelphia, I can see Philadelphia getting back to this, another Super Bowl. It's However, these two. They're, this is a, this, this is, is it. They're, they're, yeah, this is yeah, a dress this rehearsal. Is, right. Dress exactly. Rehearsal. Exactly. But however, I still am high on San Francisco, high on, on Kyle Shanahan, you know, like I said, with Christian McCaffrey, with George Kittle, mm-hmm. this new, this improved defense when ch- adding Chase Young in there is, it's almost like an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, at full strength, San Francisco is the most complete team. Obviously, injuries play a part in that. Right. I'm gonna go San Fran. Oh, Ben. Yeah. Who you got? Uh, Niners or uh, Eagles in this match? This is in Philadelphia, so it's well. Gonna, that's it's a the tough thing, place. you know. But they, yeah. these guys got two weeks to prepare for this, uh, and you finally get to come out here. And I'm telling you, I. I had San Fran in that NFC championship game. I felt like the Eagles secondary was suspect and somebody like uh, Brandon and I, you could take advantage of them. They got too many weapons. There's too many people. Uh, San Francisco defense is suspect to uh, the tight end and George Kittle could absolutely come out here and have 150 yards and three touchdowns while the secondary is chasing Debo Samuel and Juwan Jennings and Brandon, Ayuk. Mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so now does, the big question here is does Kyle Shanahan learn from him his mistake and not try to block Hassan Reddick with a backup tight end Hmm. because that pass rush is coming, you know, it worked last time, send the dogs again. Mm -hmm. They already Mm -hmm. know the game plan. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to pick San Francisco because I did have them in the NFC championship game. I feel like San Francisco is now even more confident out there. The Bark Purdy I've already talked about how, I don't know how, People can feel about him, but he does ha- is the most efficient quarterback as when, far as his. I believe that's when the Niners are in the lead, the end of games. When, when they're they in the lead, when they're not in the lead, he's one of the worst efficient yeah. quarterbacks. Okay, yeah, and, and Jalen and Jalen Hurst is the is the best when coming from behind in these in tight games. So. That's gonna if San Francisco gets out like remember how Buffalo I told you was up 17-7 at the half last week. Mm-hmm. If that's San Francisco, they don't they don't give up that lead. They don't give up the gas. No, Phil- not at all. Philadelphia cannot come. This is a this is a different when you're facing San Francisco. This is a different animal with that kind of right. defense and offense, and especially right. Kyle Shanahan offense. You cannot be down 10 points in a halftime, Philadelphia. If Philadelphia is out there and up front, let's say you know, uh, 13 to three or something like that at half, I think Philadelphia takes it. But there's no way Philadelphia can, can get down, or especially early, you know, a 13 or 15 point lead or whatever the case may be is, and expect to come back and get that win. But I'm going to go with the Niners. Yeah, it's going to be another muddy game. I feel like the weather's not going to be good again this week. And it's like, they got to come out here and bring in because if you look at there are a lot of the Eastern seaboard games this week where it seems like there's going to be inclement weather. Uh, mm. So, you know, it's kind of, you got to wonder, like, what's that going to look like um, if it gets into guys being pushed around? Trent uh, Williams is very familiar with going to Philadelphia and pushing around the Eagles. So yeah. I have, you know what I mean? I'm, I've no doubt in my mind those guys are going to come ready to play. And pound for pound, if you ask me who could hoist the, the Lombardi this year, I would I would say San Francisco is your go-to. You know? Okay. Um, Sunday night, Kansas City at Green Bay gotta go with the chiefs of course uh green i guess we talked about green Bay before they're playing better football but still they can't i don't think they can keep up with the chiefs yeah especially off of the bye you know i mean mm-hmm. i think uh that it, it'd be good for kansas city to kind of excuse me not off of the bye kansas city played last week and we got 100 yards and a touchdown out of uh rasheed rice i think his coming out party finally getting the chance to use him uh as we expected him to be as that final not a replacement for what Tyreek Hill was, but a competent, confident wide receiver because that wide receiver core has been lacking. You know, no, you got to bring no, back a guy like terrible. Me, yeah. Mecole Hardman. You're hurting. Uh, yeah. Goodness gracious. The Leading the league in drops. Yeah. It's horrible. And then back-breaking drops. Could have beat the Eagles. Could have mm-hmm. beat the Eagles easy if you bring if you catch that one. Yeah. Um, I have them in this game. Green Bay is not a co- competition for them. Yeah. And lastly, Monday Night Football, Cincinnati at Jacksonville. Obviously, Ben Bengals are not what they are without Joel Burrow. So, going to go with the Jags. 
Jake Browning ain't bringing that heat. Not at all, son. Not at all. They, this is a game where I think they should have flexed out. They refuse to flex out. The NFL is like, we got paid a lot of money for you to watch this terrible game. It's got to happen. We need flexibility for later in the year. Watch. Mm. They'll do it when it when it pleases I think them. they're already flexing a week 15 game, to be honest with you. Right. We're, we have to eat our mineral. We have to eat our vegetables so that we can have steak later. That's all I, that is. I think they are flexing out the, in week 15, I think it was the Kansas City New England game actually. I think now it's Philadelphia Seattle from like I'm pretty sure I read that earlier, but I'll yeah. check. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh well, folks, that is gonna do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. Appreciate you joining in once again. Uh oh, Ben, any last words before we roll you? Man, tomorrow can you believe tomorrow is December first? It is. I can. It's been flying. It's been flying. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. Twenty twenty three is almost over look back think uh think about you know where you've come from and what you've come to and then you know be happy I, we just got done seeing the family if there's ever a time mm-hmm. to reminisce, reminisce as much as possible it's when you get a chance to go back and be around those people who really help shape your lives uh yeah um let's get ready to close it out uh yeah. as i live in the dmv it's going to be holiday after holiday that's what you do you you request pto on december 22nd and 23rd Excuse me, excuse me. December 21st and 22nd. And then you end up getting the 23rd, the 24th, and the 25th. Think about it. Mm. The next week, you do it on the 27th and 28th because you get the 29th, 30th, and 31st. <laughs> you got to think about these things. Nice, all nice, the nice. video days, yep, people. Yep, yep, use them, use them before you lose them, as they say. There yep. you go. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Oh, man. Well, folks, appreciate you joining in once again. Uh, don't forget to check us on Twitter at the WWENT. For my boy, Obed, I'm your boy, Sherm. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.